Let's remind ourselves of the words in our Advent series. So there's waiting, watching, working, and worshiping. And this week we'll focus on working. We've had some tie-ins already in the service, the thank you to all the volunteers, um, inviting our friends and people we meet to Christmas Eve. We'll just broaden the scope too and really allow the Spirit to work in our hearts and minds. We'll think of working in a broad way, in a positive way. Activity, forward movement, things we do, things that occupy our life, things that require our time, our energy, our creativity, our passion, work. We'll see that we work while we wait and watch for Christ's return. Our work is connected to the coming of Jesus. We'll begin this message by reading the opening to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. You can turn there now if you like. If you need a Bible, you can help yourself to one at the back. We realize that Acts follows the book of Luke. Think of Luke-Acts as a two-volume set. And Luke tells the story of Christ's first coming to earth, how he was born, what kind of work he did, teaching, healing, loving, and how he willingly died on a Roman cross. And then three days later, rose in victory from the grave, providing the way, the way that we could be reconciled to God. Jesus, our Savior, the present coming of Christ. And the present coming of Christ in your life is available today, here and now. You only have to say yes to Jesus and follow. Will you? The Gospel of Luke ends with Jesus ascending to heaven. And the account of this event, the ascension of Jesus, is repeated in the opening of Acts with Jesus being taken up into the sky. A few days later at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fills Jesus' followers and things start to happen. Activity, movement, work. Praise God. I'd ask you, if you're able, let's stand together and read Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. In my former book, Theophilus, that would be Luke, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, 
but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates. The Father is set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes. And a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Jesus, as we just read, is coming back. We wait. We watch. But we also work. I want to give an illustration of how watching, waiting, and working connect and how they're all active pursuits. So we have a first picture that I've taken. There, that's, that's our cat, one of our cats, Ollie. His name's Ollie. And right now, I say right now because cats are very fickle, but the flavor of for a while, actually, Ollie just loves our youngest daughter. And here he is. He's waiting outside her door. I mean, he's, he's waiting. He's like, he's kind of watching. I think his eyes somewhat open. I mean, he's, but there's not a lot of work happening here, right? Like very, very little activity. It's all passive. I mean, he's relaxed. I mean, I guess that's good. Like maybe he's thinking, yeah, like one day, I don't know what Ollie sounds like. One day the door will open and then things will be good. I'll just wait here. And in the meantime, I'm not, I'm not going to try and do anything. Then there's another picture of a different cat. This isn't our cat. Um, Marcello found this for me. So this cat is waiting. This cat is watching. But this cat is also working this cat is very active, extremely focused, waiting, watching, working. Do you see the difference? Wait on the Lord. Watch for his return and be active until Jesus comes back. Verses from last week's message, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward 
to the day of God and speed its coming. Our work is connected to Christ's return. We're not randomly working without thought or purpose. We're working to speed the coming of the day of God, the return of Jesus Christ, the return of King Jesus. Amen. Let's dig deeper. Let's look at why we work, what the work is, and then how we work. So why do we work? What is the motivation, the driving force behind our activity? First of all, we don't work for our salvation. We can't achieve our own salvation. On the cross, Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. Salvation is a gift from God. We can reject it or we can accept it, embracing life in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So we don't work to achieve salvation, but our work is significant because the very next verse in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 reads, again, shout out VBS, keeps popping up, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it's part of God's plan for us to be active, to be doing the good works that he has prepared for us to do. It's part of God's plan for us to work while we watch and wait for the return of Jesus. In Acts chapter 1, we have the account of Jesus ascending into heaven. And the apostles watch, and he's taken up before their very eyes, and they stand there looking into the sky. I mean, I think I'd be doing the exact same thing. Wow, wow, did you see that, John? Look up there. And, th and then it gets almost humorous to me. The angels and appear, and they're like, what are you doing? Why are you staring at the sky? He's coming back. He's returning. And we work because we realize he's coming again. He's returning. We've got stuff to do. Jesus is coming again. So let's get on with it. And may our motivation be love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Luke 10, 27. Let love fuel our work. Love for God. Love for humanity. With love, our work is joyful. It's a delight. 
I love doing things with my wife, whether it's singing, going for a walk, serving others, even cleaning the house. By myself, no fun. If it's with Karen, it's awesome. I mean, I'm even starting to like Hallmark Christmas movies. What is going on? And may I suggest, let us work because we are head over heels in love with Jesus Christ. If it's with Jesus, it's awesome. Our Savior, our returning King. But what is the work? What exactly should we be doing? What kind of people ought we to be? You could preach a whole sermon series on this, but let me offer a few suggestions, some scripture for us this morning. Back to 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Holiness, godliness. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Our work is to reflect the glory of the risen Christ, to give others a glimpse of a new creation, a taste of God's beauty, creativity, justice, and holiness. Micah chapter 6, verse 8, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. We're called to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly in whatever God calls us to do and wherever God calls us to go. Our work is not a theoretical abstract, but a concrete reality. We are the hands and feet of Jesus you might manage a household. You might be involved in health care. You might drive a school bus. You might be called to overseas missions. Wherever you are, use the gifts and talents that God has given you. Demonstrate God's love and generosity to those around you. We are called to be witnesses to the truth beauty, and power of the risen Jesus, we are called to tell others about Jesus while there is still time before he returns. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It starts where you are and moves out with family, friends, people we know in our community, people we meet for the first time. Let us share the story of Jesus. Let us personally testify to the power of Jesus 
to redeem and transform lives. In the story of my own life, when all hope was lost, Jesus was there for me. He came through for me. He rescued me when it mattered the most. And he continues to come through for me time and time again in big ways, in small ways, in all ways. I'm so thankful and I love him. Jesus is absolutely wonderful. We are called to make disciples. And this includes discipling our own families, our children. And with adult children, that's where I am now, sometimes we need to press in. Sometimes we need to give space. But we always pray. Pray and love. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, this is Jesus speaking, to the very end of the age. He's coming back. To the very end of the age. There's work to be done. Spread the news. Jesus, light of the world, has come. And he will come again in glory and power to usher in a new heaven and a new earth. We've talked about why we work and what the work is. But how do we work? How is all this going to happen? Justice, mercy, humility, holiness, evangelism, discipleship. How are we going to do all this? Because if I'm honest, it's too much can't do it. I can get overwhelmed. I can get discouraged. I mean, it's, it's just me on my own. I, it's impossible to do this. But I don't have to. I can't. But God can. And God will. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Philippians 2, verse 13, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. The amazing truth is that God is not only with us, He is, but He works in us. He works in us and through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. From our passage in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, Jesus is speaking, For John baptized with water, 
but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And in verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. How do we work? We work in the truth and power of the Spirit of God. Do not grieve the Spirit, Ephesians 4.30. Do not quench the Spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Walk by the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. We are to be led by the Holy Spirit in every activity, in every decision, in all that we do as we wait and watch for the return of Jesus. We walk in step with the Spirit. This is how we work, by God's Spirit. We work in joy. We work in freedom. We work in truth. We work in power by God's Spirit. I'll ask the music team to come up. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever we do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, the soon returning King of kings, we work while we wait and watch for the glorious return of Jesus Christ. Let's stand together. We're going to sing King of Kings, reading verse 2 to you. To reveal the kingdom coming and to reconcile the lost, to redeem the whole creation you did not despise the cross. For even in your suffering, you saw to the other side. Knowing this was our salvation, Jesus, for our sake, you died. Praise God.